Welcome to I Said What I Said. I am your host, Brad Wakai, with my co-host, Tyson Gentry. And Tyson, we got a big one today, man. We are talking top five quarterbacks in the NFL. And we have our list. Stay until the end, because if we missed anybody, go ahead and comment on our YouTube video. And the the comment with the most upvotes, we'll discuss it on the next episode. We'll shout you out. So make sure to stay to the end and go ahead and subscribe if you haven't already. But Tyson, we're, we're getting close to the season. I got my thoughts going. I'm curious where you go, where you've got gone with this one. Oh, I mean, let's just get right into it then. Huh? I'm going to go uh, with the newly minted highest paid quarterback in the NFL, the highest paid man in the league that still hasn't won a playoff game. Justin Herbert is my number five uh, here to start. And I know, uh, I think that some people maybe not going to agree with this one because it's a sour taste that he left in the mouth uh, last year. And I'm not, I I told you this before the show, I'm not going to dive into stats and things like that here today, because if we're talking about next season, so I don't really give a shit uh, about hardly anybody's stats last year. Um, I will say the football terrorist, Joe Lombardi is no longer Justin Herbert's offensive coordinator. I think that's a much bigger deal uh, than kind of being let on right now. The guy can make every throw, dude. He's mobile. He's huge. He's got a rocket arm attached to him. And honestly, I know he's not a proven winner yet uh, at this point in his career. You're you're out of your mind if you think they lost that Jaguars game last year because Justin Herbert was was bad, right? I mean, even now we don't blame Matt Ryan for the twenty-eight to three comeback, right? It's all everybody's on Shanahan. We're on uh, Dan Quinn, whoever it was. This dude can do things that. It's really a three-person list. It's him, uh, Josh Allen, and Pat Mahomes that can do these things with their arms. And that's just enough for me to put him over Aaron Rodgers uh, and a couple of the other guys that just barely missed my list here. But I I just think you got a guy that can make all the throws. He's mobile. He can throw off platform. um, And he's had to make it work with a group of receivers that's been held together by Band-Aids, which, again, is something that I don't think he gets any love for. My number five, Tyson is Jalen Hurts of our Philadelphia Eagles. And this is not a bandwagon pick at all. He is the best running threat in short yardage situations. at quarterback, I think maybe even in the NFL, like running backs included. Like he's that good, that dynamic. The dude has just continued to get better and better. First time pro bowler, second team all pro last season in his second season as a starting quarterback. I think he's already the best quarterback in the NFC as it stands right now going into this season. He's a dual threat, but he's a guy that's accurate. 66.5% completion percentage last year. 22 touchdowns, only six interceptions. I would like him to utilize his arm a bit more. You know, that's the thing. Like, he just doesn't let it rip sometimes and relies on his legs, kind of like the old reliable. But the dude was special last year. You know, 760 rush yards, 13 touchdowns on the ground. It just, he is a dynamic weapon. And I think in his second season, going to the Super Bowl, getting that experience, you know, in his playoffs in his first season as a starting quarterback in the NFL. That means a lot to me. That means a ton as somebody who's going to be able to lead their franchise. Hey, get on my back. We're going to do this under my watch. And he got paid handsomely for it. He's not one of these guys that just is going to sit back on his laurels. Okay, I'm rich now, baby. Let's go. He's a coach's son. I think he's going to be ready to prove the doubters wrong. Jalen Hurts is my number five quarterback in the NFL. Now, Tyson, who is your number four quarterback in the NFL? Well, you said Hurts at five wasn't a homer pick, but I got Hurts at four, and I don't feel like Ooh. that's a homer pick either. Uh, <laughs> I understand maybe that's a bit high. The guy was second uh, in MVP voting, and honestly, if he doesn't get hurt at the end of the year uh, and Philly finishes up the 
the year with a 15 and two record, right? Because they lose to the saints and they lose to the Cowboys on Christmas, both Gardner Minshew games, both games. Uh, they realistically had a chance to win at the end. And I just think Jalen wins those football games. He's MVP last season. If he doesn't get hurt, he wins. Like that's, that's a big part of this thing for me. And that it always will be. I don't, it's part of the reason I'm not a huge stats guy is I just like my quarterbacks to go out there and win football games. When Jalen hurts first came into the league, uh, and has to sit behind Carson Wentz, and he's almost running wildcat kind of plays, uh, at least the first couple packages that we see him in, it's like, oh, this dude can't play. And then he comes in and he, play, he starts in a bad Eagles team, and he starts throwing for 400 yards. And you're like, where did this come from? And then he gets his first full year as a starter, and it's like, oh, well, he can't throw the ball. There's nothing to worry about. They win nine games. They go to the playoffs. And then the jump he takes uh, going into year three, which is really year two uh, as a starter, was the biggest – and I, I'm not overstating this, it is the biggest jump we've ever seen from a starting quarterback uh, between one year to the next. Different guy. Uh, he can't throw over the middle. All of a sudden, that's their hot spot. That's, that's where they're fighting everything. Uh, maybe he's not the best deep ball thrower in the league, but he's number two now behind Tua. That's the accuracy uh, and the numbers support that claim. So I'm not kind of speaking out of turn here. This dude just shows up and wins football games. And yes, he lost the Super Bowl. Yes, he fumbled uh, that led to an immediate touchdown. The Eagles lose a one-score game. He also put that team on his back for almost the entirety of that Super Bowl outside of that one moment. Um, if Isaac Sayamalu doesn't fall start, there's a pretty good possibility right now that the Philadelphia Eagles were Super Bowl champions. And I just think it's funny that Joe Burrow, who I love and we'll get to on this list, he goes to the Super Bowl. He is a certified winner, no <laughs> question marks. Jalen Hurts goes to the Super Bowl, and it's like, sheesh. See how much the Eagles just paid that guy? I, I just don't I don't understand the difference, folks. The guy wins football games. I think it's the roster thing, too. You know, like, oh, that, that team was so stacked. But right. like the Bengals offense isn't right. just insanely loaded, too. Yeah, but, it's not it's not a bunch of blue chippers over in Cincinnati and on defense, too. Yeah, right. Uh, my number four, Tyson, it's the same as your number five. And so we're flip-flopped a little bit here with our four and five, but you gave a lot of good comments about Justin Herbert. I'm just going to remind folks because we do have a bad taste in our mouth of what the Chargers have done since he's come in as a rookie. And a lot of it's getting deflected away from Herbert, I will say. A lot of it's more towards Brandon Staley. But I think there are some people that kind of point at Justin Herbert like, well, what, you're supposed to be this great guy. Like, why can't you get it done? Folks, he has the most passing yards for a quarterback through the first three seasons of anybody in NFL history. Like, he, since day one, he has been a star. Most touchdowns, pass yards, and completions for a rookie QB in the history of the league. One rookie of the year just took it by storm. A pro bowler as well. And just he just continues to get better. Now, he was hurt last season, so his stats don't look as good as it, as it was in the second season. But still, 68.2% completion percentage. Like That's something that we always question about Herbert. Well, he's got a big arm. He's a gunslinger. But what about the accuracy? Well, he got more accurate last year. And so if a guy with that rocket arm, can kind of dial it in and figure out how to fit it in these tight windows consistently. That's a scary proposition. And like you said, Lombardi's gone. We have Kellen Moore coming in who did a fantastic job with Dak Prescott and his development. But if Kellen Moore can do the same thing to Justin Herbert, my goodness. I mean, we could be just scratching the surface with this guy. Cause I do think Lombardi was holding him back a bit. I do think that offense was a little archaic, the ability and what they're going to show with, with, route concepts and different things under the Kellen Moore offense is what I'm projecting. We're going to see something insane from Justin Herbert. So he is my number 
four quarterback of the NFL right now. Yeah, and I got to get a little shot in before we go to our number three. I think we're going to see the difference uh, between elite quarterbacks and Dak Prescott uh, this season. I think that uh, Kellen Moore got a lot of hate at the at the end of his tenure uh, in in Dallas there, and I I think Justin Herbert is going to show people like, hey, when you have a true stud under center, this is what this thing looks like. And I'm going to go in now to my number three. Uh, and apologies in advance, we're going to be pretty boring from here on out, but I think everybody <laughs> else in the world uh, is going to agree with us. My number three is Josh Allen. Uh, last year, I was all in on Josh Allen is going to win MVP. I was all in on the Bills, and we discussed the Bills a little bit. Uh, way more stuff going on, I think, even now looking back on it, that, than we were kind of privy to in the moment. Obviously, DeMar Hamlin's situation was uh, probably pretty tough to deal with. So was Dawson Knox's brother passing away. So was all the issues with the staffers and things like that. The Bills had a ton going on. All this dude does is show up and just – he scores points. And the reason that he's at number three for me and not higher is because he has a tendency to play the Jaguars closely when they're bad and lose or, or play uh, some of these low level teams in the NFL. And it just kind of looks like he doesn't want to be there, but there hasn't been a moment in Josh Allen's career in a big game uh, to me where it's felt like this dude is overmatched by the other guy on the sideline. And that includes when he's playing my number one and my number two here on this list in the AFC playoffs it almost always feels like a fair fight, which is something that you cannot say about just about anybody else in the league when they go up against Pat Mahomes, which honestly, and it hurts as an Eagles fan, but that includes my number four, <laughs> Jalen Hurts, because when Josh Allen is on the other side, you always have a chance because that dude is going to score the ball. Yeah, I think there's three clear top quarterbacks in this league. It's just how do you want to rank them? I'm simpatico with you, man. I'm number three for Josh Allen as well. We're pretty consensus or we are consensus from here on out. But I think Josh Allen, and we had him, too, knocking on the door of one a couple years ago. And the reason he has fallen to my number three quarterback, and I'm a huge fan, I was telling people that he's a QB1 in his draft class. Everybody laughed at me because it was like, it's accuracy. I don't know. I love the traits. The thing that does concern me, though, is he's regressing a little bit with accuracy and decision-making. And that's why I bumped him a little – or that's why I've docked him a little bit here. Maybe the the – Shoulder injury? the shoulder injury, the elbow injury, whatever it was, kind of maybe that was it. Maybe Brian Dayball played a bigger factor than we thought. I'm not quite sure here, but 63.3% completion, you know, not terrible, especially when we talk about Josh Allen, and that's what he did last year, but 14 interceptions and seven fumbles. It's 21 turnovers. That's just not good enough. Like you can't have that from your starting quarterback in this league, especially if you want to make it to the Super Bowl and have these aspirations. But I will say, in 2021, he set the NFL record for a passer rating in a singular playoffs. Like, it was insane. I think it was 140.1, which is almost, like, as perfect as you could do, if not perfect. I also think he's the best overall threat with both his arms – or both his arm and his legs. So, he's a dual threat guy, just a cannon arm. I think he has a, the most art, arm talent probably. Nah, Mahomes, but he's it's up close. there. It's, it's he, He's he up there with what he can the do. shit out of that thing. So I'm simpatico with you, man. Uh, Josh Allen is our number three quarterback. Now, who is our number two, Tyson? Our number two is uh, Joe Burrow, and this is this is it's pretty fun, man. You see that Tiger's armband uh, that he's still rocking. I just think this is the best footwork in the NFL. Like when you watch this dude, it is it's clinical. Uh, he moves, and I I was saying this, and if you've been listening to the show for a long time, um, I was saying this when he was at LSU. Like this is the closest. I've seen to like a Tom Brady uh, clone in my life. And obviously his NFL career hasn't quite uh, 
necessarily worked out that way. He's added some different things to his game that certainly differentiate the two. Uh, but the footwork is is right up there. And I think that's one of the underrated parts of Tom's game always was like, oh, his feet are always in the right spot. Like <laughs> the throw is getting made. <laughs> Joe Burrow is making the throw. Uh, and Joe Burrow also now has the freedom to just say, hey, man, I see what I see. Jamar or T, you're going, go for it. Like, go deep. I'm throwing this thing up. I don't care what the play was. He is the most surgical player in the NFL right now. It is death by a million cuts with Joe Burrow. It is not a necessarily haymaker, 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 which seems to be the way the Bills and Josh Allen kind of want to beat you. Joe Burrow plays football the way that, like, our dads want football to be played, right? <laughs> I mean, this is a guy that just shows up, immediately turns around, which – what was probably the most uh, difficult situation to walk into in Cincinnati. And now it's like year over year, like the Bengals have cool uniforms. Now that's a Joe Burrow effect, because if that was uh, a Kiwi, uh, Kiwi Smith or whoever under center, like it was, like, Oh, those jerseys suck. Now Joe Burrow <laughs> made being a Bengal cool. And not only did he make being a Bengal cool, the entire mindset of the team has changed. And I understand that's big Lou and it's uh, Taylor and all these guys uh, that have done this. It's Joe Burrow to me that just came in and was like, this is how we're going to win football games. Get on my back and follow me. And then once they started believing, this is a team that as long as Joe Burrow is under center, you're going to be surprised they're not playing an AFC championship game. And you can only say that for one other guy in the NFL. Yeah, and I think that's the last part is the most important part, and that's why I have him at two. It's just like he just wins, man. That's what you feel like every time he's on the field, he's going to win, or especially in big moments. Yeah, you know, because he always makes the right, right decision every time. Yeah, because they haven't had that fifteen and two. They haven't had that you know thirteen and three type where you're like, man, this team never loses. You know, they're like ten and six, eleven and five. You know, now we're playing seventeen. They look like shit against the Steelers. All of a sudden, yeah, one and it's like, oh, the Bengals aren't going to be very good this year, but. They when they get to the playoffs, when it's a big moment, you're like, this guy is going to make the right decision at all times. 68.3 completion percentage last year. He also has NFL records for a career completion percentage and in the playoffs so far. So that just lets you know how good of a decision maker this guy is, how good he is. Also threw for 35 touchdowns last year, which was tied for second in the NFL. Only 12 picks, 100.8 passer rating. Like the dude just is a stud, an absolute stud. And I think he's only going to continue to get better. He's been sacked 140 plus times in his three seasons as a starter. If they fix that offensive line and give this guy time to digest and actually pick apart a defense, imagine what he can do. That's just what I'll say. And that's why he's my number two, because he doesn't need he doesn't get antsy like Hurts or Allen. No, he doesn't feel like, oh, he doesn't get antsy like Mahomes. Right. He's like, cool. He just sits back there. He knows it'll come. He And that's the other thing, too. He takes a lot of sacks because he wants to sit back there and find that pass. But if he has an offensive line in front of him that protects, oof, it's going to be scary. But it's going to be hard to take down the number one guy, Tyson. That is for sure. Just what he's done in his career so far. And I think everybody watching knows who this is. Zach Wilson. From the New York <laughs> it's Pat Mahomes. It's always going to be Pat Mahomes. It's going to be Pat Mahomes for 15 years. It's probably been Pat Mahomes for the last five. We just were, uh, you know, rightfully maybe a little slower to say, hey, this guy might be better than Tom right now. Because <laughs> like that was an uncomfortable thing. Uh, and then, you know, obviously the Patriots go in uh, to Arrowhead. Frank Clark jumps off sides, what, four years ago now. Um, and that was that was the last time where it was like, Oh, like the Chiefs are ready. They're prepared every time. And part of the reason they're prepared every time is because when you have 
40 minutes left of a football game, you're confident Pat Mahomes to win you that football game. When you have 40 seconds left in that football game, you're confident Pat Mahomes is going to go win you that football game. I've never seen anything like this dude in my life. I have no idea. Like, there's no comp. Uh, everyone, there's a little bit of this guy, a little bit of that guy. You know what that means? He's special. He's yeah. different. And <laughs> he's already got two of these things. Yep. He's already got a couple MVPs. If you were going to run down the list of multiple-time MVP winners with Super Bowl rings since 2000, isn't it Tom, Peyton, Aaron Rodgers, and Pat Mahomes? I think that's the list. And yeah, one of those guys, one of those guys is 27, 28 years old. Like the resume is just getting started. This is going to be the Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid version of the Mahomes teams. And in 10 years, we're going to have the Sean McVay, <laughs> Pat Mahomes version of those teams or whoever it ends up being. The Chiefs will always be good as long as Pat Mahomes is playing because they're, this is the reason he gets compared to Steph Curry is because we haven't seen this in the NFL. We don't know what this is. This dude just makes plays. He's running. He's throwing the ball left-handed. Everyone else in the league, you're like, bad decision. Pat just turns it into six. It is uncanny, his ability to just think outside the box. He is the most creative football player in the world, and I don't even think it's close. Yeah, it's crazy, too, because like sometimes you'd rather him stay in the pocket and try to beat you than when he gets outside, because that's when it gets scary, because he just is creative, like you said. I mean, fastest the 10,000, 15,000, and 20,000 passing yards in NFL history, fast to 100 touchdowns. He's averaged 303 yards per game in the playoffs, which is shatters every record. Uh, it's it's insane, so man. Like, just go on his Wikipedia page and just type in Patrick Mahomes. Look at his records. Like, it's sick what this guy's done so far. And he's a five-time Pro Bowl already, three-time All-Pro. Two of them were first team. And like you said, he's just getting started. We, he did this. He, so he threw for 41 touchdowns last year, which led the league. 5,250 yards last year, which led the league. And we thought that was going to be a bad season. Because they got Tyreek rid of Tyreek, and we were like, I don't know how they're like, going to do this. Coming. And all he did was do everything different than he did the year before, and he was still the best in the league. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Juju Smith-Schuster were the number one and number two receivers. And then, obviously, Travis Kelsey, but he's the tight end. And he still did that with a 67.1% <laughs> completion percentage. Like, it's ridiculous. So, like you said, it's basically it's Patrick Mahomes' league – Everybody else is just living in it. And honestly, every single year, you got to look at it. Like, if he doesn't get hurt, like, are they in the Super Bowl? And that's kind of yeah. how you have to look at it as of it is right now. So, yeah. And I do, before we get out of here, stop comparing Caleb Williams to Patrick Mahomes, everybody out there. Caleb Williams looks like he's going to be a really good NFL player. Patrick Mahomes is one of one in the history of the game. So maybe don't put it on the kid that couldn't beat Utah twice. Like, subscribe, and share the show. We appreciate you guys watching. If there's anybody we missed, go ahead and let us know in the comments, like we said at the beginning. If there's anybody you think we particularly snubbed, let us know about it. You're an A-Rod guy. You're a Dak guy. You're really upset Lamar. that we left off. Yeah, you're a Baker Mayfield fan. We want to hear from you. <laughs> you got our social medias. It's S-I-S-W-I-S underscore pod. We'll catch you on the next one. Peace.